With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Saturday, March 19th. And we are here to try to take the mystery out of your financial life. You know how we do that? This is how we do it. We actually encourage you to ask us your financial questions. You might have questions, especially after all the turbulence in the world and in the markets. And now we have a Fed meeting and we have a rate hike cycle that has now begun. Maybe you actually need to think about this. This is important because you are going to see a a change in how the borrowing and lending in this world are going to proceed. It's going to be different, gang. We are we are in a different place. You know, Mark, I looked this up. The last time we had a rate hike cycle was 2015, December 2015 to December 2018. We got nine quarter point increases and we landed at two and a quarter percent in the Fed funds rate. Also, I looked this up. At the time when um, 2018 we had growth was 2.9% in 2018 when that last rate hike occurred. And we were just sort of looking at a world where I think the Fed was trying to stave off higher higher inflation potentially, but inflation was at 1.9%. Doesn't that seem quaint? 1.9%? Unbelievable. Anyway, it's a different world. And if you've got questions, we are here to answer them for you. That's what Mark and I love. We love this more than anything else. Any other part of our jobs, answering your financial questions is the best by far, by the way. So we encourage you to give us a shout. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the contact us button, and we will get your note. That is what Brian did. He is on the line from Seattle. Hey, Brian, how are you? What can we do to help you out? Um, I'm trying to decide uh, if it still makes sense for me to buy disability insurance. Hmm. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, I'm 53, uh, married. My wife works full time. I've got two teenagers. Um, I've been self-employed most of my professional life and therefore 
buying disability insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, just so everybody knows, I mean, disability insurance is insuring against something bad happening to you so that you wouldn't be able to perform your job. And it's expensive. I mean, a lot of people get this as a corporate benefit. But, Brian, I know that when I was self-employed, I was like, wow, this this is a big benefit to pay for on your own, right? Yeah, I'm paying about $7,000 a year, yeah, I, uh, which has uh, own occupation coverage and also uh, what's called a refund of premium feature. Okay, so the reason why that's important for anyone who's self-employed, own occupation means the insurance company is saying, we will insure against something bad happening to you that would prevent you from doing your own occupation versus a different kind of disability, which covers any occupation. So, Brian, what do you do for a living? I'm a composer. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it would be the difference between saying Brian couldn't do his job as a composer and we're going to pay him the money, you know, 60% of whatever he earned previously versus Brian can actually flip burgers, so we're not paying out on this policy. And that's why own occupation coverage is so much more expensive than any occupation coverage. Tell me more about what you're considering here. I've been able to put enough away that according to your, your metric of being able to generate income with uh, 3% or less withdrawal rate, mm-hmm. I could probably live okay on that. Not great, but okay. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. wouldn't be flying around the world every six months, but I'd, I'd, I'd be okay. I wouldn't be counting pennies. Okay. Um, so it occurred to me that if, I, if you know, the worst did happen and I couldn't work in my field anymore, I could, I suppose, just retire. Mm-hmm. How much do you earn, approximately? Uh, it varies anywhere from seventy-five to two hundred a year, something like that. Would you, uh, you know, you're young, you're in your early fifties, but how much longer do you think you'd like to work? Oh, I could see working for another five, ten years, and then maybe pseudo retiring, like to teaching or something like that. My first blush is like, well, you've got enough money; you don't really need to pay that seven grand, but. I mean, if it were seven grand because you're making 200 grand a year, I'd say, oh, you know what, just keep doing it for the next five years and then wind it down. I guess that while you're still in this peak earning years, in these years, is it worth it to you to pay the seven grand in case something awful were to occur to be able to live a bigger, a more comfortable lifestyle? And I guess that's really a question that I'd ask you. I would hate it if something happened where you said, okay, I went from making whatever, let's make it do an average, you know, 135, 40 grand a year. And now I'm making zero. Boy, it sure would be nice to have that, you know, 80 grand a year coming in tax free. Mm-hmm. So I'm inclined to say, keep it for a few more years till you beefed up your savings to the point where you are really like, I wouldn't even have to change my lifestyle if something bad happened to me. Right. I feel like you're a few years away from making the decision to dump it. But not you're not there yet. And I and I know that it's uh, it's one of those weird things about insurance. Like, darn it, I didn't become disabled this year. No, you're not saying that. You're saying yeah, I'm totally happy that I pay the money and don't have. To <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I think that just a few more years, let's get you to, you know, 55, 56. Let's get you there. Let's get a few more dollars in the bank. I think you'll be in a better place to make that decision. But I think keep it for a few more years. Okay, if you've got financial questions, we want to answer them. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, 
and you'll be able to complete the form, ask your question. Very easy, right? Don't forget to let us know if you'd like to come on the air. And also, please sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Every single Friday, Mark puts together some really interesting stuff, so I encourage you to check that out. As always, we remind you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.